I want me some glory hope. To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Sevis, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. Well, buddy, it is championship week in college football, and that got me thinking about all the champions in my life. So first shout out goes to my dad, who was the champion of never teaching me a fucking thing. No worries, <laughs> though. I eventually figured out which hole to put it in. No thanks to you, Pops. <laughs> Secondly, my children, my lovely children, they are the champs of making sure I never have too much money. And finally, to all of my lady friends I've met through the years, y'all are the champs of time-wasting, money-sucking, endless and meaningless conversations, directionless, pointless, worthless bags of overtan, fake boob, baby-making, unpaid porn stars in the world. Now, whether you are here for the funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. And as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a 500 pesos from Odd Muse Brewery in Farmers Branch, Texas. Como? Hmm. Very solid beer. Three and a, or three out of five stars on the beer app. And Longhorn, it actually reminds me of the trip that we took to Mexico when that uh, dirty street whore mm-hmm. wanted to blow us. And of course, mm-hmm. I asked how much, and she said five hundred pesos, <laughs> which is insane because that's literally like two pennies, which 
was also ironic because that's how many teeth she had. Mm. And I'm sure most of you listening right now are thinking, oh, no way they did that. Look, y'all need to understand two things about my boy Longhorn. He's never seen a football spread he can't handicap, and he has also never met a hooker from Guatemala that he wouldn't let take a swallow, baby. <laughs> yeah, my only question, my only question for that dirty uh, uh, Espanoli was, uh, can you pop those other two teeth out and make this a gummy? That's all I want to know. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, we need the podcast. We're going to go over every, and I mean every game in the NFL in the air tonight, and of course, of course, we're going to get you paid. With those free picks, we got a little bit of Palooza coming. It is championship week, but like my buddy, like ugh, like my buddy said, easy for me to say. But right now, we have to get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Put It Inner Dating App. Are you tired of dating apps that advertise finding your true love or your soulmate or some other bullshit that the fucking Lifetime Channel makes a shitty ass Saturday afternoon movie about? Well, then you need to download Put It Inner. Put It Inner is the revolutionary new dating app that really isn't a dating app at all. It's simply a service for banging average to below average looking chicks and finding your new rock bottom one late night fuckscapade at a time. Who needs love when you can plow your way through every single five within a 50 mile radius? And sure, if your friends ever see one of these mongoloids you brought home to bump fuzzies with, you'll be shamed unmercifully, but fuck them! Just get them to download Put It Inner too and you and your boys can start an ugliest bang of the week contest where the winner is also the biggest fucking loser! So, if you're ready to get out there and pound that poonanny pavement, hit the poon swoon, plug the three-eyed turtle, God damn it! if you want to go ball sacking up Beaver Mountain every night, then you need to download Put It In Her right now! Put It In Her! It beats jerking off! Sometimes. Holy shit, Longhorn. Uh, boys and girls, you probably think we set all this up with Longhorn's intro and my beer <laughs> app story and everything like that, but I promise you we don't uh, set do. it up with the sponsors. But the Put It In Her dating app... Ugh. Man, Man uh, that thing is a treasure trove of just <clears throat> wonderful, <throat> lust-filled, uh, pus-filled sometimes mm-hmm. evenings. Yeah. And uh, But you know what? It's a fantastic service, and I totally recommend it. Yeah, I recommend the that app for sure. But when when the put it in her, you don't put the baby in her. You put the you, you can put things in her. <laughs> put everything that you can find in her. Just don't put the fucking baby in her. Then you'll need a different service. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> Stay f- what do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Yeah, boys and girls, you know what time it is now. It is time to go over every game in the NFL in the air tonight. Uh, we only have two before the bye teams. We have no after the bye teams, as nobody was on a bye last week. 
We'll have a bunch of those next week, and we'll get into the two that we have as we go through them, as always. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) We're going to start the Longhorn up in New England. Well, those Patriots are five and a half point home dogs to the San Diego Superchargers. We're just getting the worst game out of the way, I guess. Just the Why not? Yeah. Well, actually, this is the most tempting line of the week for me, to be honest with you, that I that I probably will not touch um, in, almost, in almost anything. Um, now, I did I did sprinkle on it because it was I, it was at six. You just said it's at five and a half, so I guess, I'm guessing it's gonna tick down. We'll see where that where that line kind of goes. It's in no man's land right now. There's there's actually quite a few games in this no man land of five and a half. Um, I did touch it at six, but. You know, I will never put New England in my contest again um, this year, but I do, I do lean that way. And and this in a vacuum, like to take out everything we've seen from New England this year, and um, and just try to imagine that they have a somewhat, you know, what? Just imagine they had Mac Jones the first year, so a competent quarterback. This is a slam dunk, no brainer. You take the the points here at home, uh, but I can't do it. You know, if you close your eyes. The Chargers outdoors in December in the cold of New England, coming off their dream crusher spot last week. Actually, the last two weeks, they've played their balls out, the Chargers have, and came up just short. So everything screams New England in this game. Um, I'm going to lean that way, but I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to have any big money on it, and it won't be in my contest. Uh, but yeah, of, of course, I'm going to lean to uh, New England and those points at home here. And, um, you know, you can. It, this is just a lean, guys. So you know, like on Monday when the Chargers beat them, both is going to come on here and, and ha- have me explain why I love <laughs> New, why I love New England. But this is just a lean. Do what you want with it. Uh, but I, I mean, who who are you leaning to? Are you leaning to New England? Uh, no, sir. I am not leaning to New England. All right. So the numbers are. Uh, they split on this one. Yep, split on this one. The buckets all over the fucking Chargers. 63-37. Oh, Look. he's going to have the Chargers in his contest. Yes! Goddamn right I am. <laughs> so, it's either going to be Bailey Zappi or Cunningham. No, not that one. At quarterback for the Pats, Mac Jones is not throwing a pass in practice. So Which he's Cunningham? Out. Uh, the rookie from Louisville. Oh, God. Yeah, he's never thrown a pass in what, his whole what life. What happened to, because a week or two ago, it, it was Zach, um, uh, not Zach. Uh, Bailey Zappi. No, no, the third string was the kid from West Virginia that, that's flamed out in the NFL. Uh, Will Greer. What happened to him? Yeah, he died. Oh. Uh, so, sorry, sorry it's only that. been Zappi and Cunningham taking snaps of practice all week. There will be no Mac Jones. I don't probably like some, that. Probably but. some two, two-tooth whore in Mexico that got Mr. Greer. Condol- <laughs> condolences, sir. Uh, look, man, this number does seem too high. I'm 100% with you with that feel. I mean, that's how I looked at it when I first started looking at it. But the Chargers are the only way that I could play this. The Chargers are still the 13th best team in DVOA. New England's 25th. The Chargers still have a positive points differential. The Patriots are minus 100. Yeah. The only teams the Chargers have not scored 20 points again all year are all in the top eight of DVOA defense. Well, the Pats are 12. But the thing that matters most against Herbert is pressure. 
The Chargers do a really good job, actually, of keeping him clean. They're eighth best in the league at adjusted sack rate. But in the games where he had his worst offensive performances were the games he was sacked the most. Baltimore, second best adjusted sack rate. Kansas City, number three. They sacked him five fucking times. Dallas, 11th. Well, New England is 28th in adjusted sack rate. They will put zero pressure on Herbert. Herbert in clean pocket completion percentage is 72.5%. That's right there with Tua, Dak, and Hurts, the three leading MVP candidates. And the four teams they played this year who cannot rush the passer or score the ball and or score the ball, the Raiders, the Jets, who actually can rush the passer, they sacked Herbert five times and he had a fucking terrible game. I think he threw for like 148 yards. But the Jets turned it over a million times, gave up a punt return for a touchdown and a fumble touchdown also. And they can't score the ball. And the Bears, who can't score the ball and are dead-ass last at adjusted sack rate. And Minnesota, who's 19th. Those four teams are the only four teams they have won and covered against. The Patriots are 28th in sack rate, 31st in scoring. Get ready to move back to L.A. Chargers (laughs) because win number five and cover number five is headed your way, baby. Does it bother you that it's going to be 80% chance of rain and and low 40s? No, because the Patriots can't score in the perfect weather, and the Chargers can score. Patriots cannot score the ball. You, that was the same handicap you had. Miami versus Jets. You gave the fucking danger zone. Yeah, we saw how it turned out. So, no. Doesn't bother me at all. Mm. Okay. All right. Moving on. Those <laughs> New Orleans Saints. They are four-point <clears throat> home dogs to your Detroit Lions. Um, yeah. Okay. So, on this one, I've just got – this is just a big bounce-back spot for Detroit coming off the extra rest and a game that they absolutely have to have. Um, they've looked bad the last two weeks. Won one, lost one. Those were two division games against Chicago and Green Bay. Um, and New Orleans is missing some key players on the on the defensive side of the ball, including Marshawn Lattimore. And um, it, it just with with the New Orleans team, what we've talked so much about New Orleans, how much we hate them. Um, but one of the things that we that you could de- depend on with New Orleans at least was that defensive side of the ball. It's starting to leak and getting defensive injuries. Um, and on the offensive side for New Orleans, we know they can't score um, in the red zone. They struggle with that. They have all year. Detroit does not. And with a with a diminished defensive side of the ball because of injuries for New Orleans I, and the bounce back factor for Detroit, I look for them to get healthy here. And it's, it's going to another dome, so there won't be any weather getting in the way. This just feels like a smash spot for Detroit and a get-healthy spot for them. And um, I just I can't back New Orleans at all. I, at four, is, is that what they put at the contest probably? Because it's kind of where it's been stuck for about a day. Um, you know, that that's a key number. If you, it is if, four. Yeah, if you like Detroit, if it ticks up to four and a half, you're starting to get into that. You know, the, the difference between four and a half all the way up to six is, is very little. So if you like Detroit, you gotta you gotta get it at that four or less. Um, if you like New Orleans, I mean, I don't just know. Wait. Yeah, it, it probably will tick up. Um, it just depends on. Uh, have you seen the cash and tickets and and how they're coming in? And um, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Detroit here. What do you got? Uh, last I look, I'm pulling it up now. The cash and tickets. It's already ticked up to four and a half. A couple different books. Uh, yeah. All the cash and the tickets are all coming in on uh, Detroit. So, uh, just wait. Yeah, just wait if you like the Saints. So, yeah. the numbers like the Saints, the buckets like the Saints. 
Look, I don't like what's happening to your lines, Longhorn. I really wanted to be on the Saints here, but I'm tired, boss. I'm dog-tired of these Saints whipping my monkey ass week after fucking week. These are two teams headed in the wrong fucking direction. But I have to think, like you said, the better team, which is Detroit, should come out and fucking be fully motivated here. However, I have chronicled on this podcast when golf is at his best and when he's at his worst. When he is at his worst is against heavy man coverage teams. Only the Cows play more man coverage than the Saints, who played even more than the Ravens, which if you remember why I love the Ravens so much in that matchup, that was it. Now, this New Orleans defense, like you said, is not as good as it was to start the season. But the one thing they're still good at is against the pass, 11th DVOA, which is insane considering the fact they suck at getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. But what they stink at is against the rush, 22nd in DVOA. So if the kneecapper is really a good coach, he will make the adjustment until his offensive coordinator make the adjustment and run the fucking ball. Because that's what they're better at anyway. They're fourth yeah. in DVOA running versus ninth passing. And on the season, they're all the way down to 12th in rushing play percentage. That's not a good recipe for them. In their last three, they are down 200 basis points from their year average on that. Now, two of those you can't understand. The Chargers was an absolute fucking shootout. You had to throw the ball. That's understandable. The Packers game, I mean, the Packers scored 21 points in the first five seconds of the fucking game. So that's also understandable. But the but the fucking Bears game, like that was just a case of them being too fucking cocky and falling in love too much with Jared Goff. Look, you can fall in like with Goff, but falling in love with him in his tiny hands will only break your part, heart. He has fumbled more times than any quarterback in the NFL since he was drafted. That problem will never, ever go away. So the more times you ask those toddler mitts to drop back with that pigskin, the more times it is going to end up in the belly of a big fat fatty wearing the other team's jersey. But at the end of the day, I am not betting the least profitable quarterback on the planet versus the most profitable quarterback on the planet so I've let it go. I, I really was on the Saints earlier in the week. I've just had to let it go, man. And now that I have, there's zero doubt in my mind that the Saints will win by three. <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. I mean, you know. But I just, I, I'm not taking a team that can't score in a red zone and a team that that can. So it's that's just really and 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 yes, they're good against the pass, but yeah, they're missing their best. Their best corner, and by far, like one of the better corners in the NFL. So, yeah, that's that's it's all Detroit for me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just passing. I'm not going against the buckets, but oh my god, fucking it! Like if Detroit just runs the ball, if they just run the ball, they should run them right out of their own fucking stadium. Yeah, Montgomery's questionable. I mean, that's that's usually means they'll play, but you know he, he is on the list, so that's something to monitor. Yeah, that's why you drafted a rookie in the first fucking round. Well, I know, but I mean, they have different styles. But it's—he'll play. He's—I think he's been—he's just one of those who's going to stay on the questionable list. It looks like. All right, moving on to those New York J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. They are consensus two and a half point home dogs to those Atlanta Falcons. 
Yep. Well, first of all, get it out of the way. This is a teaser play for me. There's um, if if Atlanta does win this game, I don't see them getting margin in this game. So I love the Jets on a teaser. And as far as the game goes, this is all about. I didn't hit the sounder and I didn't put this in a danger zone because I think it's irresponsible to do with the quarterback situation going on with the Jets. However, you know if you can get if you can get some some practice reports or some beat reporter reports out of New York and the word it comes out that they are still motivated on the defensive side of the ball that Salah has not lost the locker room then and the energy is up and they're ready to oh, fight I'll, this game. I'll give you that right now. Yes. Aaron Rodgers got activated off the IR and he's practicing next week. Okay, I mean, that feels like a PR move a little bit, but the players won't see through something like that. So that's that's good. So that's that's the sh- that's a shot that can give them some some energy. Um and that's basically it. So so if the Jets defense is fired up and they're coming to play, whether it's something stupid like Aaron Rodgers actually coming back and, and believing in that whatever. It doesn't matter if it if it's true or not. It just matters if they believe it. So, yeah, if they're going to be motivated to play just I like lo- Santa Claus. I love the Jets here. So it's kind of like a you know, hit the sounder if if you think the Jets are motivated, they're going to win this game. If they're not, then yeah, Atlanta could steal this this game on the road. I uh, love them in a teaser, but um, look, the Jets, they, their defense has looked, you know, they've been had over the last month or so, but they've played quarterbacks like Tua, Josh, uh, Josh Allen, and and Herbert, uh, and and you know, when your offense isn't scoring at all. The, and your defense is out there on the field against those type caliber quarterbacks. You're gonna, there's gonna be some. It might look like give up, and it might actually be a little bit of give up. But it's hard to stay in a game against quarterbacks like that and offenses like that uh, when you're on the field all the time and you're getting nothing out of your offense. But in this case, with Ritter, he is marginally better than Boyle. I mean, like, I mean, he is better. Don't get me wrong, but like. Like the difference is is not as as wide as you would think. So you know, I like I like the Jets here. If you think they're motivated, they're probably going to win the game. Take them on the money line. Take them with a the teaser and do all the good things with them. But I like the Jets. Yep, the numbers are on the Jets. The buckets are on the Jets. Look, and you said the Jets defense, you know, has been had or whatever. They're still fourth in DVOA, even placing those quarterbacks. Even you know, because let me get to remember. A lot of those points were not scored against them. And a lot of those games, like I said, the, the Chargers game, I mean, Herbert did nothing. He threw for 160 yards. No. No touchdown. I mean, he did he literally did nothing. Now, Josh Allen had a good game. But, you know, Tua, he didn't kill him. I mean, it was the fucking hell Mary. <clears throat> and they were fighting hard until that happened. And then the wheels yeah. kind of came off. Yeah. But this one is super simple for me. I got the numbers, I got the buckets, and Atlanta shouldn't be laying points on the road to fucking air. So I hope a lot of people try to get clever in Survivor and have Atlanta here, which some people will. <laughs> I've already seen it come through on uh, on my app. But the Jets are winning this game outright, so fucking go Jets, go. Oh, I like it. Hit the sounder. All right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers. Five and a half point consensus home favorites over those Arizona fighting midgets. Okay, so this is the most frustrating line in of the week to me. And, you know, I just I don't know why this line is is at five and a half and has been stuck at five and a half for about two and a half days now. I since I've been looking at, at it, it hasn't moved. 
Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that Pittsburgh got 400 plus yards last week for the first time I think this year. Um, and I and I love the fact that they only got 16 points off of those 400 plus yards. <laughs> Uh, and that, I know that sounds weird, but if you're getting the yards, the points will come. And I think that it's a you know it's a good sign. That, Don't tell uh, the Saints that. <laughs> well, okay, yes, the Saints. We know that they're the, with their problem, but th- with with this coaching change, and I and I watched the game, and they actually figured out that they can throw over the middle of the field, and they found out that that they do have a tight end, and they can use him. Um, so, and they have weapons. Like we've been saying this all year. As soon as Thompson came back or Johnson came back and you got Johnson and Pickett and, or Pickens and you got Firemuth is back and you got those two running backs in the back, you've got weapons. Like this is an offense that should not be struggling to get 400 yards. Uh, and, and Arizona is just terrible. Well, and you they're nailed tri- the problem though. It's Pickett. I, I know, <laughs> but, but still like he's not, he's not fucking, um, you know, he's not Boyle. He's not, he's not. Uh, some of these like well, I would hope not. He's a first round fucking pick, right? So just at home against the worst defense that they're gonna play all year. Like I love Pittsburgh here. I don't see how they don't win by seven to ten points. Uh, I don't like the fact that the line is stuck at five and a half, and I don't really understand it. Um, the there will be you know it'll be nasty weather. It's Pittsburgh, the Northeast. We're going into December, and. The fact that Pittsburgh plays Lamar twice in division, that gives them, you know, they've seen running quarterbacks. They know how to deal with it. They know how to contain them and and slow them down. So, yeah, just everything points to Pittsburgh. I really wish this line would tick up to six, six and a half. It would make me feel better. Uh, but I'm going to be on Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you got? I don't have a lot. So, uh, numbers here, I believe, are a no cult. Yeah. And there are no buckets. Look. This is a bad spot for Arizona, though. This is uh, one of the before the bye teams, the away dog. That's 45-15-3. Look, I oh, show zero sweet. value in this game from a. I think that's why the numbers stuck at five and a half because that's literally exactly where I project this game at. So, you know, if you want to pick a side based on no value, I mean, I can't do it. I I don't know for some reason, man. I just I think. And I have, I have nothing to back this up. But much like the Bears, I said last week, for some reason I just think Arizona's going to win this game. So I hope that a lot of people take – I know a lot of people are going to take Pittsburgh this week in Survivor. And I think it's going to be a loss for them, and they're going to oh, get eliminated. You, so Okay, so you think that Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is – they're 7-4 and four right now. So And we've seen their schedule. We know their schedule is weak going down the stretch. They're probably going to be, what, an 11-win team? I mean, dude. You think they, an 11 they, win they team win, is going to lose to a three win team? They win without outscoring the other opponent. So you think that I'm going to say they're not going to win 11? No, I'm not going to say that. But yeah, I, th- I for and again, I have nothing to back this up. It's just a fucking hunch that I have. It's just yeah. a feeling. It's just it's one of those moments where nobody seems to be really paying attention to this game. It's kind of blah blah whatever, and it's just one of those moments where Kyler Murray, for whatever reason. Could go on the road and steal this game. That's all I'm saying. I but I don't have a lean either way. I'm not. I'm not. The only the only way I'm betting this game, and I will do this. I'm going to put uh, Arizona money line parlay. But again, that's for very low money uh, with a couple other dogs. That's the only way I'm going to play it. I I can't bet. I can't back Pittsburgh because there's no value in this number. I mean, 
You can't just, lay five and a half points when you can't score the football. Oh my, yeah, but see, that's yes, season long. But you have to. They didn't a, score the football last week. They didn't I know score that, the football. But they, but the offense changed. They got four hundred plus yards. That that is a change. So you can't ignore the change. And you know the the points. The point I, they're playing. This is the worst defense in football. No, the it's worst not. De- it's not the worst defense in football. I'm sorry, 29th uh, on the metric that I'm looking at. Yeah, I they're mean, close. They're 30th. Yeah, they're they're the Cincinnati's bad. Cincinnati's 26th. They scored 16 points. That's, but that's a division. That's a division. Oh, game. that doesn't matter. Versus they dominate Cincinnati division. Dominate. How many points are you expected to get with 400 and whatever yards they got? Like, I mean, like yes, they underperformed on the scoreboard, but. It's just, but I mean, it, they do that. Every, they underperform on the scoreboard, or they overperform. Like it's not. It's not like it's not a balancing act. They've overperformed on the scoreboard almost every other fucking game. So yeah, I just think that you're getting a team going the going one way, and and if if this offensive change is can continue to produce those yards, then they're gonna the, the points will come, and that, and then they're trending the other way. So I just. There's I mean, no- I, I have I have Pittsburgh projected to win exactly by five and a half points. So I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Well, that I'm is just a saying, mathematical impossibility, sir. I know, but <laughs> I'm I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm just saying I just got a feeling. I just have a feeling that Arizona's going to win this game. You want the big dick pick of the week? Uh, Pittsburgh scores thirty plus points in this game. How about that? Oh, let's mark it down. Yeah, mark that down. Big dick on <laughs> Pittsburgh. Longhorn, do you want to explain your your big dick pick of the week and how Pittsburgh only scored 17 points again? <laughs> that is literally going to be what I'm saying uh, on Monday. I know. I already wrote it for you. <laughs> oh, my God. But if you fucking hit this. 30. Man, 30 points. It's happening. I got it. Yeah, all right. If, if you hit that, man, I'm giving you, I'm giving you every flower you've ever deserved. <laughs> I promise you that. All right. Hope it's not a monsoon. I didn't, I didn't check the weather on that one. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Okay, uh, moving on. Those Tennessee Titans—they are consensus one-point home dogs to those Indianapolis Colts. Yep, one point counts as a dog. So hit that sound or give me Tennessee, the home division dog here. This is a Vrabel spot. Vrabel doesn't care about draft slot positioning he doesn't care about anything except winning football games i'm not a fan of indianapolis and there's there's rumors whether or not it happens or not there's rumors of Tannehill possibly coming back because you know rabel doesn't like losing so it's while you while it might be counterintuitive and you say hey why don't you just leave the rookie in there because he could possibly be your future quarterback he don't like losing he's not gonna fucking be there so it don't matter who's not gonna be there rabel's not gonna be there where's rabel going New England. Well, he's there now, so it, that's even more. That's even more. So if he's not going to well, be there, then, that, then he just wants agrees, to win. That agrees to your point. Yeah. So, so I just don't uh, look. Taylor's not going to play. Uh, uh, what's his first name? Running back for the Colts. Um, Jamar. No. Nope. Missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I don't. What know. the fuck is his name? The, the running back. Whatever. The running back for the Colts. Taylor. He's not going to play. He's having surgery. He's going to be out for a few weeks now. Zach Zach Moss filled in nicely earlier in the year. Yeah, he ran for about 150 yards on this team. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm taking them. So uh, Tennessee is four and one at home, zero and six on the road at home. Is is their spot? What do you got? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot. 
All right. All right. The uh, let's see. I believe the numbers are. Yep, split on this one. The buckets are on Indy, and Indy's in a good uh, spot on the buckets here. So, and Indy's just a better football team. Look, I know losing running back sucks, but Tennessee's offense is non-existent with your boy Levis. They managed 17 points and 260 yards and only 15 first downs against the Panthers' defense. It is one of the worst in the entire league. They scored 17 points in the first half, and they didn't score another point the rest of the fucking game. And that's with Henry running for 4.2 yards per carry and two touchdowns. They were saving it. Sure they were. Now, Indy's not going to get the run either, but they are miles better than Carolina, and they are top 10 versus the pass. Now, the number here at minus one is spot on, so I don't show any value in the number. Like That's why the numbers are split. I have it actually out of Pickham, so there's no value on Indy here. But the spot has value for Indy. And I know, just like you said, everyone always says, and we have two because it is correct, Vrabel is a home dog. Can't go against that. No, he's 12-7 and seven, straight up and ATS as a dog in his career with a plus 5.6 ATS margin. So you are 100% right. And normally I don't want any part in standing in front of that. But where you're wrong is this is one of those strange divisional matchups where overall Vrabel is 6-5 straight up versus Indy, ATS, and 6-5 straight up and ATS, but with a slightly negative differential on both. But the weird thing is both these teams do better on the road. Vrabel versus Indy, 2-3 straight up at home, and ATS with a negative 4.10 ATS margin. And the two times that he's been dogs at home versus Indy, the lines were five and a half and one. He got blown up by double digits both times. But in Indy, he's four and two straight up with an ATS margin of plus 2.92. And that's even with their loss earlier in the year. So if we go back to the home dog thing, he's 12 and seven, 63%. But versus the Colts, he's 0 and two. And in fact, his only division win, period, as a home dog was in 2018 versus Houston, where they won by three as a two and a half point dog. So... For future reference... Wait, say that last part again. His only division win as a home dog okay. is in 2018, where he was a three-point home dog, and they won by, or he won by three as, sorry, as a two-and-a-half-point home dog. So for future reference, if you take the division out of the equation, the variable numbers get even fucking better as a home dog. So that makes him even stronger in any other case but yeah. this is a division game and also teams with the first down percentage between 29 and 30 versus another team with the same in division home dogs three or less week 10 or later one and three straight up and ats with a negative 4.25 ats margin bottom line is we're all getting mustache rides on sunday baby yeah it's good stuff i'm still on still taking them yep do what you want i'm only a doctor <laughs> All right, moving on, those Washington Redskins. Oh, god damn, they're 10 at points. But nine and a half, nine and a half point consensus home dogs versus those my hammer dolphins. <laughs> yep, got to do it. Uh, everybody can hate me all they want. I got it. I'm leaning Washington. Not, not, you know, I'm not putting any, any red or uh, red zone, uh, danger zone on it or anything like that. But 
that we're, we're coming into December and you can poo-poo the weather all you want, but we talked about it earlier in the year that when Miami gets later in the year and they play these late season games, that weather's going to be a factor. Now, whether or not Washington is good enough to, to, uh, you know, make that a factor, maybe not, you know, we'll see. Like, and if they, if they get blown out here and the quit factor is definitely, uh, something to consider. Um, but I'm not in that locker room. I don't know what, how they're reacting to all this. If they quit, they're going to lose by, you know, 50, no matter what the weather is. But Kinda if they like come Thanksgiving, yeah, well, I mean, yes, it can happen. But if they come with their bad team, but if they come with fight and they, you know, uh, they, they, and the weather's bad and it's a sloppy field and that, that fast track offense for Miami is just playing sloppy. The cuts aren't, aren't as sharp as they, as they are on, on different tracks. It's, it's just a good spot to take a dog. It's a huge number. You can tell me about the power rings to me. You know, the power ring is, I don't see how it can get to nine and a half, but, you know, you can tell me if that's wrong or not. It just feels big. Um, and the only thing, other thing I got. That's what it, she said. The only other thing I got is the home dogs. <laughs> and this this trend is for last year and so far this year. Home dogs of seven or more points are 21 and nine ATS. So, look, I know it sucks. I know Washington sucks. They could lose by 100, but I've got to I've got to lean that way. And I'm not going to put them in the contest or anything. Or, you know, it's very very small bets for me, but I am leaning that way. What do you got? All right, so the numbers are split here. Uh, Washington though is in a very good spot. Uh, before the bye, home dog 44, 28 and one. And you're right, man. This number is just too fucking high. But so was the number the cows laid on Thanksgiving, and I didn't blink an eye. Special special weekend though. That's that's different. And where the cows usually stink. True, but it is a special. It's it's just a different one. It is different. You got to recognize it's different. Yeah, different and better for Miami. All right. Unlike last week, where I liked Longhorn's Danger Zone on the Jets, but I didn't play it because the buckets were on Miami and I wasn't going to go against it. And the buckets here, there are no buckets here, right? Nope, no buckets here. Um. The reason why I liked Longhorn's Danger Zone uh, on the Jets versus Miami is because I was confident that the Jets would come out with fight and effort, and they did. It was 10-6 going in the half until the fucking Hail Mary happened, and then that pretty much took the fucking win out of themselves. Look, I'm not sure how you can possibly trust Washington to come out with any effort here at all. So even though I do show value on the dog, I do. I cannot fucking back them. Look, they have, they've won one game since week seven. They've covered only two games in that time frame. Their defense is beyond fucking bad. They've had two games, and it's just getting more hurt and worse. They've had two games in this stretch where they have given up less than 29 points. That was against the Patriots and the Giants. And the second time they played the Giants, they gave up 31. Yeah, now, it's bad. The two games the Dolphins have played versus defense as bad as the Skins this season. And they've only played two with defense this is bad. They put up 42 on Carolina, and they put up 70 on the Broncos. Broncos are not bad defense. They're number 32 in DVOA. So What? We'll, yes. That's, still. That, that's ridiculous, then. Like they're, if, if you're, they're not 32 right now currently, I can tell you that. No, not currently. But anyway, when they played them, they were. Okay. Now... For what it's worth, since 2012, teams that have been favored by nine or more for three straight games. So in other words, you're just kicking the shit out of everybody and Vegas is having to lay big numbers and invite everybody in to take those dogs. 
in the third game of those three, some would say the penultimate, how does it, what's that word? Penultimate. Penultimate game. They're 18 and 10 ATS, 64.3%, including 2 and 0 this year with San Fran earlier and Dallas last week versus, let me see, who they play? Oh, that's right, the fucking Redskins. <laughs> Look, I can't lay the points here when I can't show any value in the number. I've got no bucket to support this, but there's there's zero chance that I can back the Reds. I I have no I'm not in the locker room either, but they have shown me since week seven there is no fight in this team. There is no want in this team. I've been saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. This coaching staff is fired, 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 fired. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, they already what, fired one of the coaches. Yeah. And that was probably a favorite him so he could go try to find a job somewhere in college before all the good ones fucking dried up. So, again, I, I'm i with you as far as the value is definitely on the Redskins. There's no way you can get to 9.5 in this number by the power rankings. You're absolutely right about that. But there's zero chance that I could back a dog that has no will to fucking fight. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, like, that's I agree. You know, it's it's how do you... It's like you're trying to predict them to show fight because it's the NFL. Like the, these these type things. Something, so all- the way the Redskins cover this game is something has to go really right for them early. Mm-hmm. They got to get a turnover, psych fumble, yeah. interception. They've got to score on defense. They don't ever. They haven't returned a punt since fucking uh, Byron Mitchell retired in like 1993. So that you can throw that out. But something has to go right for them. Against Miami, and so to give them a reason to fight and a reason to believe, because if it doesn't, and it, Miami can just trog their way, three nothing, six nothing, thirteen nothing, like they can just trog their way to a ten point victory in this game, and, ne- and never really blow them out, and just, but like if the Skins don't have any reason to fight or hang on or really put forth any effort, they'll just accumulate enough points to. Fucking win by 10. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. It's not – it's just this is the NFL. They're at home. You, you got to – they got to play the rest of the games. At least show up and, and put some fight in the first quarter. Maybe one of those lucky things like you're talking about happens. We see this all the time in the NFL. It's kind of like your Arizona at Pittsburgh thing. Like, like it can just it can just happen if you get some breaks. I'd rather take the team that's getting the breaks at home. Because I seem and on a sloppy track. I hope it rains. It's calling for rain on Monday in Washington, not Sunday. So I hope that rain comes a little earlier and it makes that disgusting field, um, you know, sloppy. Because you know that's when that's when things can just happen and and you get this this a team that has no business being in a game uh, that can be. But yeah, it's it's just a it's just a, a numbers play and and they'll, they'll probably lose by a hundred. So yeah, well the numbers don't disagree with you. So. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I, and I, so I, I can't lay them with Miami. There's no way I put Miami in the contest yeah. with that. But again, I, I just I can't trust. I cannot trust a dog that has shown me. I mean, they went out on a national stage against their most hated rival and shit their pants for four quarters. Terrible, terrible. All right, moving on. Those huge teams not shitting their <clears throat> pants. Those goddamn fighting Houston Texans. Three and a half point home favorites versus those Denver Broncos. Yeah, 
yeah, this line doesn't feel right to me. I don't like it. Uh, I don't also don't like that it hasn't moved. So that that I don't like that either. But Stroud is a favorite. Is not a spot I like to be on. Stroud as a dog is where I like to be. Uh, it turns out last week the dog at one and a half points was not quite enough. But we went over that on Monday. He had the ball with a chance to win at the end, and it just didn't it was a happen. good football game. Yeah, it was a good football. Game. So uh, look, you know Denver is. <laughs> I mean, they have the coaching staff. All those changes they made, they have completely turned their season around, and they are the – I mean, you guys say they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. And it's its kind of been one of those under-the-radar hottest teams because it ain't pretty the way they're winning. Um, no. let, me click, let me click on this game. <laughs> I meant to click on it. I'm, okay, I'm clicking on it now. Um, so, yeah, just three and a half. This could be like just dangling that bait, and I'm walking into a trap here, um, but I can't turn. I'm, I'm going to take the trap. I'm going to take the bait because I'm taking that three and a half points with the team that I think is, by the end of the year, is the better team, and you're giving me the hook. And, and Actually, they got the same record right now. So, I mean, as of right now, they got the same record. You're giving me the hook on a team that's playing better, and Stroud this year as a favorite has not been good. So, um Actually, you know what? I don't know if you can do this post. I should have made this a danger zone. So, I mean, however you want to put, wherever you want to put the music in, make this a danger zone. I don't know if that'll work or not, but this this should be the danger zone game of the week because I think that Denver can steal this, take the three and a half, and um, and and uh, that that could have been a dream crusher last week for Houston, certainly in the division. Now they still have a good chance to make the playoffs. Um, or a chance, but it, that division's looking like they lost it last week. That could be a little bit of a letdown. Maybe they get this win by by one, two, or three. But I'll take the three and a half and uh, and then we got. Yep. So the numbers here on I believe it's oh my gosh, where is it? Yep. No call. I, I the numbers right on where it should be. Uh, the buckets are on Houston. But no, sorry, the buckets are on Denver. My bad. So the buckets are on Denver, fifty-four forty-six. It's a no call on the line. Look, I don't want any part of this game, but I'll be rooting like hell for the Broncos. I think I said like week whatever it was, they're going to win ten games, and they were like one and three. And I'll hope they'll continue to march on because we got an under on Houston too, which looks dead at the moment, but. It still's got some life. It's still got some life. I mean, it is young quarterback, and they've been getting a little bit too much hype. With Houston, what's the, what's their over under number? I can't remember what we took it at off the top got, of my head. They already got six. It couldn't have been more than six and a half, right? Six and a half or seven. I think one more <laughs> and we're done. So, well, their remaining schedule after Denver is at Jets, at Tennessee, home Cleveland, home Tennessee, at Indy. They're gonna get they're gonna get some wins there. But but as far as the Broncos go, what what was the over under on that one? Nine and a half. Uh, uh, no, I think it was, I think it was it eight and a half or nine, something like that. Okay, well they got, they got at Houston, at Chargers, at Detroit. God, three in a row road games. That's that's they're on a rough stretch right here. Three in a row road games coming up, but then they're back home against New England, home against the Chargers, and then at the Raiders. So they're gonna get that ten, buddy. They're gonna get it. It's it's gonna be tight. It's gonna mm-hmm. be, but they but they need this game. They to get there, they do need this game. So I'll be rooting like hell for them. I don't have an official player lean on it, like I said. But you got the buckets with you on Denver, and uh, I think I think it's a spot they can win, man. I really fucking do. I'll take it. 
All right, moving on, we're going down to your Tampa Bakers, where they're hosting those sorry-ass Carolina Panthers, and they're five-and-a-half-point home favorites. Yeah, Carolina is just a – and I know they fired the coach, and you can get that you know, that fired coach bounce, but I don't think you're going to get it here. Could be wrong, but you know they've already – They've done this dance with with taking the play calls away from Frank Reich and then giving it to the OC, then back to Frank Reich, and then now he's gone. It's like we've they've tried everything. They they've done everything they can to get that you know that kick and that that just extra oomph that you need to to grab some wins and get your your season pointing in the right direction, and it's not working. Um, so I I mean Carolina is just a straight playoff team, you know, play off of them type team. So. The dead number at five and a half. <clears throat> Look, at, there's three games at five and a half. That dead number: Pittsburgh, Arizona, this one, and uh, what was the other one? Um, we already talked about it. What was it? Jesus. Anyways, so the, the, yeah, there's three games at five and a half, and I like the favorites in all of them. And I don't like that they're stuck at five and a half on on every single one. But they oh, the Chargers. You don't like uh, the favorite there? No, it was a different one. Whatever. Maybe there's only two, but like I'm gonna be all over the the Buccaneers here, just because until Carolina shows you anything, why would you? They're one and eight, one eight and two against the spread this year. Why would you ever like? There's no reason to even take them. It's kind of like your Washington theory, like why take them? Uh, but they're on the road here at Tampa. Tampa one win. We fucking <clears throat> called that shit. Which one was that one? Home against Houston after the bye. Oh, yeah. Nice. I said, if you don't win this game, you got to burn true. the fucking stadium down. That's true. Tampa 7-4 and four against the spread this year. And even though they're 4-7 and seven as an official record, they are still alive in this shitty division. And don't forget, you've got the Saints playing Detroit, and you've got Atlanta playing the Jets, who you think they're going to lose to. So if they win this game, and they're at five wins. Right and, back in it, baby. I mean, they're fucking in it. So, yes, the motivation's all with Tampa. Uh, Carolina is just a, a team you want no part of. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just everything Everything lines up to Tampa for me. And if it stays at five and a half, then fine. It's, it's stuck at five and a half, just like Pittsburgh. Give me the favorite. I'll lay it. And uh, what do you got? Yep. So, the... Numbers on this one are, I believe it, a no call. Yep, no call here on the numbers. The buckets are with Tampa, 55-45. Now, the only bucket that anybody fell into was Tampa was uh, a team, believe it or not, Longhorn, this line in May was a pick <laughs> And so when pick go to fave, uh, from all of our research from the May lines that get put out, 61% the favorites win. So, that's a pretty good bucket, and it's yeah. done well for us this year. It is four and two so far, so it's hitting right on where it should be. Now, Carolina is in the best spot here, though, with a fired head coach. You do get the dead cat bounce since 2012, 20-10 <clears throat> ATS, including 1-0 this year on Vegas. Uh, but I look back at the last two years because that's all that I had the data for is for who's fired exactly in what they <coughs> did ATS. So last year it went two and one with the only loser being Carolina when they fired Matt Rule in the middle of the season. And then Indy won, Denver won, and then of course this year Las Vegas. And I started thinking about okay, the three winners, do they have anything in common versus the one loser? And really 
when I looked through finding on the rosters, I know you're the roster guy, but I had to dig through because I couldn't really think of anything else to look at, was just veteran leadership, man. Uh, you know, those other teams had veteran leadership, either at the quarterback position, in the locker room, whatever. And Carolina's just, they're full of a bunch of young guys who aren't as proud or as worried about their future as guys that have been around, you know. And because for one thing, you know the GMs of those teams take the temperature of the locker room, right? And then the veterans want a coach gone, and they get him gone, and then they don't perform, then they know they're fucking gone too. So I think that's the reason why the dead cat bounce uh, holds so well. But young guys don't, first of all, they don't get to pull the card to fire coaches. Like, you're not listening to a bunch of fucking kids that haven't been around. So the GM's like, yeah, I go fuck yourself. But also, if the coach does get fired, there's no extra motivation for them to perform. It's actually like the the opposite. Like, you know when you get onto your fucking kids and they feel ashamed that they let you down? Because they're fucking kids. You try to scold an adult, they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Like, that's not how that fucking works. So, but overall, it's definitely not negative for Carolina. I can't say that because, again, it's this fucking 66% trend. But I'm not sure that we get the positive full effect here. Now, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, if it, I can guarantee you're not because I don't know if you heard the uh, press conference from the owner who fired who fired this coach and, and who's paying, like, he's paying two coaches now, like, $20 million a year. Like That's what happens when you fire two guys in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. Listen to his press conference. It's one of the most amazing um, – he, they are so fucked. Like, if that's their leader, I don't know how they've made – I don't know how he's a billionaire outside of football. But, yeah, they have no direction from the top. And they're – it's – it's yeah, there, there's a reason their organization is in chaos because the owner is a fucking it, – it, it's almost like a – Did Daniel al- Snyder buy the Carolina Panthers? And, but at least Daniel Snyder didn't – like he did questionable things, and and it was a chaotic organization. I would say so, but he didn't sound like he has no clue, and 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 have stupid things that coming out of his mouth. At least not that I've ever heard. Like I mean, it was a it was poorly run, and 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 all that stuff. But it didn't sound like he was an idiot. Like just listen to the pre- press conference. That organization is in chaos. It's hilarious, and it's funny. It's funny as fuck too. I've I've heard a lot of idiotic things come out of Daniel Snyder's mouth when it comes to fucking. Uh, running the Redskins, but yeah. all that all that aside, I'm sure that you're 100 correct on this guy too. Um, David now, Tepper is his name. David Look Tepper, there there he is. Look, Tampa Bay on this side, like you said, they know they got to win this game, to stay in the division and the playoff race. Look, they have to come out motivated and focused to win and win with margin because they know this is a get right game that they desperately need. And believe it or not. I already talked about that, the pick'em line. So, uh, look, overall, I've got this game projected at 23-15 Tampa Bay. The buckets on Tampa Bay are one of the very best spots that we could be in. It's a no-call on the power rankings. Home favorites in that spot in the bucket are 3-0 so far this season. And for what it's worth, teams week 12 or later with a sub-500 record are home favorites of 3-6 in division. Versus a team that they have a better FDP and who has a winning percentage of less than 20%. Five and one straight up, four and two ATS with a plus three ATS margin. The average line of four and a half. 
So I will take the Bucks here as well. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, it's those oh, the game of the week. Those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. And they are now yeah, we'll still call it consensus two and a half point. Home dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. That's good because that sets up my fiddle in the middle game of the week here. This is, uh, I talked about on the money pod. I talked about these spots where you can take the favorites at the minus two or minus two and a half. And you can tease up the dog to plus eight or plus eight and a half. That is exactly what I'm doing here. Um, I, I love San Francisco to win this game. This this is the game they've been waiting for since last playoff when Purdy blew out his elbow. They've circled this, and Philly has been playing with fire. They've been begging to get beat by some of these teams, and nobody can get it done. Well, here's a team that can come in with that passing attack and this weak-ass Philly secondary that has holes that is starting to get exposed, and this is the team that will finally have the chess pieces and the matchups so they can move things around to take full advantage of that and get this win. Um, however, because Philly is such a fucking amazing team and they never give up and they're defying all these Super Bowl loser odds and just keep winning and winning and winning, I do like them, even if they get down in this game by double digits, to find a way to claw their way back and get within that cover of They the, always do. They always do. To get in that cover of the eight and a half on the teaser. So fiddle in the middle. San Fran wins this game. Philly covers the teaser, and we all win. And uh, you get two wins with the price of one with that one. Um, and also, Purdy, this, this is his chance to win that MVP. Because if he wins his game, and if they win his game, it's going to have to be him throwing the ball and, and doing his thing. And if and and it's, too, it's multi-factor because if he does that and they win, Hurts loses. So and 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 you know Dak is in this race too. You know and then Hurts' you know, numbers are not fucking great either. No, but they keep winning, and that's the thing. So, but if he can have this head-to-head matchup and steal this win in a primetime. You know, I don't think it's in prime time, but you know, again, it's everybody, the fucking game of the week. Yeah, everybody's gonna be watching this. This will shoot him up the ranks of the MVP. You can still get him at like ten to one, Purdy. We know Dak is is gonna put up big numbers, but he'll have his losses coming down the stretch, and he's not gonna win the division. And you're not gonna win an MVP when you're not even a division champion. So you know, people are talking up Dak for MVP. I don't see it because he's not even gonna win the division. So it's really gonna come down to Hurts. Purdy, Lamar, and you can say Mahomes, but he's having such a down year, and he's won in the past. They're not going to give it to him. And guess what? San Fran plays Baltimore later in the year, so Purdy will have his chance to knock off Hurts in this game, and Lamar later in the year. I think he's going to win MVP. I think they're going to win out, and and, and getting him at ten to one, I think it's a good value here. Um, so it's just a little, you know, little side bet to go along with the uh, the handicap. But I like I like San Fran here. Man, I guess we're just gonna forget about Zach Wilson and the Jets. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. I feel like he lost it. Mm, probably so. Yeah. All right. So I make this game exactly two and a half. So there's no value here in it as far as the numbers. So from a straight uh, play, it's a pass for me. Uh, the buckets are in Philly, but like I said, it's a no call by the power ranking. So this is actually in a bad spot uh, so far. 
No calls on home dogs three and four and the buckets so far this year. And when you got something that's winning at over a 60% clip, taking something that's losing probability, not worth it for me. However, for what it's worth, since 2012, home dogs are three or less with a winning percentage of greater than 80% and a negative turnover margin in the season, which somehow Philly has and they're still 10-1. Oh, my God, they're 4-1 ATS with a plus 9.6 ATS margin, which means they don't just cover, they win. So that's just for what it's worth. But overall, I definitely agree with you uh, 100%. San Francisco is the better team. Um, Philly's been – I mean, they've had three straight games with uh, – they, they've been losing at halftime and come back and won. That's an NFL record. They're 10-1. After losing a Super Bowl, that's an NFL record. Look, at some point, and it might not happen. It might happen on Sunday as far as this particular game. They lose to a better team. That's fine. At some point, though, the regression monster has to catch up with them this season. Now, it probably won't come fully into the playoffs as their schedule lines up pretty well. This is this is the last, the penultimate game of what has been a just a fucking gauntlet of uh well i guess they got dallas next week so no sorry yeah there's one more yeah uh so yeah never mind so this is the dallas kc buffalo san fran and dallas again yeah well so that yeah well they had the buy in between but yeah they've had the roughest stretch of their entire schedule they went three and oh so far during that they've got this game and then again dallas which by the way Look ahead on that line uh, has been Pickham for two weeks. Two and a half. Two and a half now. Mm-hmm. It moved today. I saw it. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I think that's a little forecasting here as well. I think it's a little forecasting of what Dallas is going to do tomorrow to Seattle. And then I think, prob- I think Philly's about to lose two in a row. They're about to lose two in a row. And they're going to be 10 and three. Yeah. I just, it's. It's it's shaping up. We're starting to see it, but you know, if they if they fucking go out there and beat San Fran, then you know, if they what? beat San Fran, then I swear fuck to God. it, they're they're the number know, one seed. It just the like they can't over. be beat. It's all like it's all over. Everything, I know. everything goes through Philly again, and whatever. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna have any money on this game either way, oh, unless God. in a teaser situation, uh, like got, you said. I'm loaded up on this fiddle in the metal. Yeah. Well, I am wishing the best for you. I promise you that. All right, moving on, those Los Angeles Rams, three-and-a-half-point home favorites over those Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this is pissing me off because I'm – have you heard about DTR? I can't seem to find definitive word on whether or not he's going. Or yeah, I think, I think that he's going. I mean, my God, if he is going – I th- and- Well, I say that. I haven't, I haven't heard definitive word either, but – I can't believe it's at three-and-a-half if he's playing. Just I can't – like, how is that even possible? It's if if he plays well. And, let's see. This, what is this book? Jesus Christ! There's a book here that has this down to. Now oh, that's got to be wrong. What is it? It's a half a point. Hmm. Go ahead. I mean that that's all I got. That that's all I got. I don't have like if if he plays, I am all over this three and a half, and I've sprinkled on it already. But I can't if it gets word. I can't imagine it stays at three and a half. It's got to go down. You know, under under three for sure. 
but then you can tease up. So like, this is one of those games, like, just wait on it. Sprinkle it at three and a half if you want. If he comes in and, and it goes down to two and a half, two, one and a half, whatever, tease them up and take them in that spot. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, this is it's too many points. It's too many points if he's playing. They, they, they got the team, and, you know, Miles Garrett, we know he's banged up, but he's going to fucking play. He always plays through these things. They have the team that could easily go in there and win this game. Uh, with that defense uh, against the against the Rams. Now, the one thing that does worry me is the Browns on the road defense has not been what it is at home. So that is a concern. They are just not the same defense on the road as they are at home. But yeah, def- it's on turf versus that sloppy ass fucking Cleveland field. Yeah, just they have not been as good. But yeah, if, if DTR is in, give me those three and a half and let's go. All right, uh, the numbers here. Or no call. Uh, it's, it's right on where the projection should be. Again, that's with graded with DTR. Uh, well, kind of about seventy five percent in. So if he's one hundred percent, I agree with you. It probably gets. I don't know if it gets under three. Honestly, it might get to three. But I, I just feel like this is a game that, like you said, I think that Cleveland couldn't win. Um, Cleveland does have the buckets, 54 to 46. Uh, Cleveland is in the bucket of uh, – they were the original side favorite in May, and now they are the dog. So that's flipped on that. Um, so that's the bucket they land in. So it's not – it's not, and it's not a strong play on the buckets. It's 50-50 basically in the spot that they're in as a road dog. So I'm – I kind of want to, I went into the week wanting to play Cleveland, but a lot of stuff kind of got me off of it. But I think the number's right. And like I said, I think Cleveland, they're, I think they're a live dog. I, I definitely, they'll, I'm going to pair them up with Arizona in a money line. So we'll see what happens. But if, if he plays, like you said, they're live. If he doesn't, even with Walker, Texas Ranger, as long as that defense can at least show up a little bit. And he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I, I still think they're alive. I think they're alive mm. either way. No, he's, there are no play with me with that defense on the road. I can't. Well, there are it. no real unit play for me. They're just it's just a fucking. It's just gonna be a pizza money parlay either way it goes. Get your ass out there, DTR. Get your ass out there. Did you ever think you would say that in life? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Ah. Uh. That was in UCLA. It's pretty good. Hmm. All right. Uh, moving on, those Green Bay Packers. Sunday night football. Hosting those Kansas City Chiefs. They are six-point home dogs. Yeah, this is a game that fits all the spots for me. That's what she said. Mahomes over <laughs> three points is a fade on him. Green Bay is a play-on team right now for me. And, uh, you know, I would be... Will you pull up your uh, tickets to cash for me uh, while, while I'm talking? I want to see what that is. But um, Kansas City is, you know, the, the, the weather's not going to be good. This is one of those weather games. It's sloppy games. This is a game that Kansas City wants to get in there, get out, take their take their win by, you know, two, three, four points, even six points. You know, maybe, maybe it gets up to six, but you don't lose the game if, if you're getting plus six. Everything points to Green Bay on me. It feels like a public dog, and that's why I want you to look up the the tickets to cash split because I don't want to be on the public dog side. But 
I feel like Kansas City is such a public team, especially with all this bullshit, you know, Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift shit, that I think that our, I'm hoping that Kansas City is still pulling enough of the public money that this is an under-the-radar dog home dog pick. What do you got? What's the splits? 76% of the money, Kansas City. 85% of the tickets, Kansas City. Okay, so, yeah. So, yeah, this is – I love Green Bay here. I love them. So, I really wanted to go with Green Bay here. I really, really did. Um, it's one of the first games I kind of circled coming out of the week. The numbers agree with Green Bay. I knew that they would because Kansas City, just by pure stats and power ratings, you can call me crazy if you want to. They're not good enough to be laying six points to Green Bay at this point. They're just not. Um, but the Buckets did land on Kansas City, so I cannot go against um, that. But as far as the buckets go, let's see. Yeah, they're in a pretty good spot too. Actually, in a great spot. Uh, four and one uh, against agreements on away favorites for Kansas City and the Buckets League. So, yeah, really, really bad spot for Green Bay. So I cannot do that. Um, I agree with you directionally. Of course, I agree with the numbers. However, I'm not going against that. So it's going to be a pass for me, unfortunately, here. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, Monday Night Football. My Jacksonville Jaguars are hosting the Cincinnati Bungles. Eight and a half point. Oh, is that consensus? Hang on. Yeah, yeah eight and a half point consensus home favorites. Yeah, this is uh, this is just a teaser play for me. I don't have a great feel on Jacksonville. They always seem, you know, when I don't have a great feel on them, that's usually when they do their biggest damage. Uh, so I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll blow out Cincinnati. But I'm on the prime time under, and I'm on the teaser. And anything other than that, we're gonna have to rely on Mr. Bo Sevis to take it away. Yeah, man, it's just way too many fucking points. Uh, the numbers are on Cincy. The buckets are on Cincy. Look, Mr. Browning. The guy's sucks. not a fucking chump, dude. He's not a chump. <laughs> he sucks. I mean, you could say that, but he's not a chump at all. He was never a chump in college. He's fine, and Jacksonville sucks dick against the fucking pass. He'll be fine. Jacksonville doesn't beat fucking anybody, hardly, by this many points. So... I will take the points with Cincinnati. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Jacksonville's going to win the game, whatever. But that, they Fiddle just, in the middle. Fiddle in the middle. Yeah, this is a good. This is a great game for it, for sure. Um, I, I do love the tease down on Jacksonville, especially going down to two and a half. I mean, this just feels like one of those games where Jacksonville just kind of fucks around. I mean, the total was dropped to like 38, and the line is moving up. I mean, I, I, I think at the contest, it might be nine, uh, actually. Jeez. No, it's eight and a half in the contest. I've seen it at nine elsewhere. Like, you can't have a total of 38 and be nine-point favorites versus a team that still has weapons and can still score the ball, and they will score the ball. So it's like, we, we, we talked about it on the fucking Monday pod. Like, how do you – who do you not pick against Jacksonville? Teams that rely on the fucking run – and can't throw the fucking ball, that's who you don't pick. Well, you had Houston last week. It was a perfect situation. It was a great football game. It was a fucking coin flip. Jacksonville yeah, came out on top. Great. But since he can't pass. Yes, they can. What are you talking about? Since he can pass with Browning. 
What did he? Ha- he had against uh, who they play this week? Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he had the only way they scored. They had two deflected balls that landed right into Jamar Chase's hands. That could have been turnovers. Like he sucks. Like I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to take Jacksonville. I would never lay that point. So you're right there. I, I wouldn't do that. And it's not like I'm going to take them. But I, yeah, he's he's not good. He's not a good quarterback. Well, I mean, that was against one of the better defenses in the league. So yeah, and if they weren't, if that was intercepted instead of caught, they'll the that. They led two points, those deflected just land. I mean, you should have seen it. Like, land deflected up in the air. And it's like, oh, here comes Chase. Oh, here, I'll take it. And, yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. But, I mean, if if you're saying those two were that lucky, then that, that's something to pay attention to. But he threw for 8.7 yards an attempt, and they ran the ball for exactly 25 yards. So he got no help from anybody else. I mean, Chase still had the four catches. He I Actually, I, I wouldn't fiddle. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm taking. I'm not going to fiddle. No, this this is probably going to be a a you know, twenty seven to ten. Just yeah, no. All right. Well, uh, no could, fiddle for you. Cincinnati. I, I, I you could, get no fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong on this one. Uh, I do pay attention to my Jacksonville Jaguars pretty well, but. Again, it's I mean, gonna... you 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 said you got to be able to pass to beat this team. They're not going to be able to run, and, and he and he's, if I don't think he can beat them. I just don't. He's not. Uh, oh, pick. I don't think he can beat them. But well, can he co- can he cover? I mean, this prob- this game is going to get to nine. I'm sure of it. It'd have like, to get to ten for me to even consider, and, I, and it might. It, it who knows? With like the favorite money comes in heavy on the favorite money does come in heavy on. Yeah, so if you like them, just wait. It could get to ten by catching. Don't them. wait on that total though. It's all the way down to thirty eight. By the way, what did it open that? Where do I get it at? Uh, like I got 40? it at well, I think I only got it at thirty and a half on Monday, so it's it it's uh congratulations if you got the forty. <laughs> You're looking good. Yeah. Uh I don't know where I I think I got it at thirty nine, but I thought I saw it at forty early. I could be wrong about that though. But I know I got it at thirty nine. Um yeah, it's it's not gonna take back up, I promise you that. It's supposed well, to hell be- the, the the fucking um the game uh well when you're, while you're listening to this, it might be going on right now, but the, the Dallas-Seattle game on Thursday night, it's going up. I got it at 46.5. It's up to 47.5. Yeah. No yeah. one cares about the primetime winners. I'm telling you, that's why That's why you just fucking take them because nobody cares or nobody bets them. Just take the unders. For some reason, they're betting this jacksonville Cincinnati game. It's probably because there's rain in the forecast, and it's fucking Jacksonville, Florida. So yeah. it's a sloppy track. There's never a lot of points scored there. Um, yeah, that's just one of those things. But I don't know, man. Uh, I think I don't, I don't think since he win the game at all, I have no feeling for that. I think they can hang around, and because Jacksonville is just a team that just lets you hang around. Like they just let you fucking hang around. Yeah, they can. They can for sure. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming in the air tonight, baby. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time for those free SF free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on, baby. 
All right, we are going to get these free picks straightened out. Um, apologies to everybody who just takes free picks. Uh, they have been on a poor run, but we're about to turn it around. And I'm going to start it off with my best pick of the week, the San Francisco 49ers. You said consensus was two and a half. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, like it, it's at three at the one I'm looking at now, but look. It just wait. It it will not go to three and a half. So you know, I don't I don't recommend buying points, but just wait on the. If you're sitting on three, just wait. It'll tick down to two and a half at some point. Grab it when it gets there. If you never find it, buy it down to two and a half. I hate I hate suggesting that, but just do it because uh, this could be a three point uh, you know three point game. But um, the free pick is San Francisco minus two and a half. And before you do yours. Let me throw. Uh, I was gonna do a uh, real quick, uh, so you ahead. can get that right now at Fanduel, at fucking DraftKings, at fucking Caesars. Pretty much every online book there is available is two and a half. So just go get it. Yeah. Okay. And then a just a three team money line underdog parlay is going to be the Jets. J e t s Jets 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 to beat those stupid Falcons at home. Denver Broncos to steal one in Houston and those Cleveland Browns. If DTR plays only, just check that before you lock this bet in. But when you do, this one pays 14 to 1. What do you got? Man, I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Oh, we got a college pick to lose this championship week, baby. We're not coming with just one pick, but my official best bet, Georgia minus five and a half. You can get at right now. Look, Georgia. Brock Bauer is coming back. They held him out last week just to be ready for this game. Lad McConkey, their very best receiver, held him out last week better to be ready for this game. They held about six starters out last week just to be ready for this fucking game. The only time Alabama has played a team all season that was better at them in offensive and defensive finishing drives was against Arkansas. And they were losing that game in the fourth quarter. And they won like 28-22 to as I think they were about a 24-point favorite. So, Georgia is better than them by a mile at both of those. Georgia has not lost a game in three years. Kirby Smart has supplanted Nick Saban as the number one coach in the SEC. They have supplanted Alabama as the number one program in the SEC. They simply have better players on both sides of the ball. Now, Alabama's quarterback has improved throughout the year. However, the things that he has not improved at consistently is the intermediate passing game. That will be crucial here versus Georgia. Georgia has seen this type of quarterback before from Alabama. Kirby Smart knows exactly how to play him. They will have a great game plan ready to go. Nick Saban will as well also. But Alabama should have lost about two more games this year that they didn't that Arkansas game included and obviously last week versus Auburn uh, at that miracle fucking finish Georgia has been playing with their food for the most part all season long in the few games that they actually got up for that they felt motivated they blew the doors off pretty good SEC teams everywhere else they pretty much slept walk they held a lot of people out they've held people out all season long pretty consistently they're not doing that anymore. This line is way, way, way fucking light. Georgia wins by double digits. So go Bulldogs. 
All right. All right, now on top of that, let's go with a college football round robin, baby. <laughs> We're going Liberty minus 10.5, UNLV plus the two, Georgia minus the 5.5, Florida State minus 2.5, and, and those Oregon Ducks minus 9.5. That is the college football round robin of the week. Couple of different parlays here. Now, this is a real parlay. You can bet whatever you like on it. This is not a pizza money parlay. So, we're going to go over 52.5 in Troy versus Appalachian State. We're going to go under the 48 in SMU versus Tulane. And we're going to have those UNLV Rebels on the money line plus 120. Uh, that one pays you about 7 to 1 on a three game parlay. And then the pizza money parlay. Appalachian State, money line, plus 200. UNLV, plus the 120. Miami, Ohio, Redhawks, plus 250. That one pays you 21 to 1. So, those were podcast listeners only. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that we hit these uh, and that you get paid. So, yeah. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. Miami of Ohio Redhawks. There, that sounds like a really good hockey team. So, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know any. I don't they really put the biscuit in the basket, there, kid. Why do you got a Miami in Ohio? I'll never understand, but whatever. We do. There's crazy shit over there in Mac in MacTown, USA. <laughs> uh, so, like, like you said, we we try to win on these. Go to the website and get all those free picks over there. Listen to the podcast and share it so you can get even extra free picks. But um, listen, it's been a it's been a fun year. It's not over. We got bowl season coming up, but um, we're, the the wins are stacking up. We're we're having you know we're in a little bit of a lull right here. The last few weeks, it's kind of been win one, lose one, win one. But they're about to go hot and heavy. I'm telling you, when bowl season hits. It is game after game after game. You'll have them. You'll have picks coming out Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. It doesn't matter. They just keep on coming. You want to be a part of that? So go to the website and click on the buy packages. Go to the college football. You can buy buy a week, buy a month, do whatever you got to do. Get in on the fun. And if you do any of these things, we become partners for life. And as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it. People never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us up, baby.